4: Joe, what are we doing with this? He's pointing this gun a lot at us. My wife's on the phone with her hairdresser or a friend. She's like, really? Okay, I can't wait to see you. That's going to be great. Fantastic. What time? 12 o'clock? My wife is from Spain. Mm-hmm. And she said, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and blah, 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 I don't mean to be racist when I put that accent on there, by the way. So let me tell you first about me. My name is Amy. Uh, and uh, when, when I was,
5: took uh, Spanish in fourth grade, my name was Elena. Uh, They gave me the name Yama Alena because I couldn't
1: roll my R's. That is uncut grade A pandering by Amy (laughs) Klobuchar. That's actually from last year, I think, or early this year, uh, to the uh, Las Vegas Culinary Workers Union, uh, to a largely Hispanic group. And so she thought it was a good idea now that we're doing this uh white women uh, adopting <laughs> is stealing uh appropriating the um you know Hispanic and Latin women Latinx sorry else, uh, women thing. <laughs> uh, you, you know there's a, just a treasure trove of these instances under the off of the heels of Alec Baldwin's wife, Hilaria, <laughs> who I thought was was from Mallorca and boston and like grew up here and then was over there and now it turns out that i might be more spanish than she is <laughs>
6: yeah pretty much
1: hillaria is baldwin it is that's not who she is she's like Hillarya. Uh, she's, she's hillary, hillary
6: like... hayward thompson i think
1: yeah she's yeah. as brahmin as they come she's been like living this complete lie for forever here It and it's crazy I mean, two things about this. One, how is there a free pass, if you're a good progressive, (laughs) for pulling this stuff? It's remarkable. And two, what is this insanity that makes people just assume these new identities? It's crazy. Right. So
6: she's Hillary Hayward Thomas, born in Boston, Massachusetts, to Catherine Hayward and David Thomas, And her father was an attorney with an undergraduate degree in Spanish literature who loved going to Spain. So they would travel a lot to Spain when she was a kid. And her parents moved there in like 2012 after she got married. So she'll talk about going home to Mallorca where she just means like where her parents moved when she was an
0: adult.
1: So once again, we played this yesterday. Here are, are, well, here's her retractable accent.
0: How's married life? Married life is really nice. You know, it feels That's different. Hilaria. It really feels different. Yes. But I didn't think it was going to be different, but it feels quite different. What's so. the thing that surprised you the most? Uh, that he believed um, my accent story? I think
3: just the fact that it feels different. You know, I, we, we like to say husband and wife a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I come husband. She found the say, English, husband, English words for it. You know, he took me out to Montauk. He said that was as close as he could get to Spain. This is Hillary. My family. This and is not Hillary. Mom, cause We really like Rome as well. And... Um, He got down on his knee, and then I don't remember
0: the rest because I started crying.
1: That's Hilaria. We have
0: very few ingredients. We have tomatoes. We have, um, how do you say anything? Cucumber. Cucumbers.
1: That's Hilaria once again. (laughs) So Hilaria is the pretend Spanish personality that she uses. And Hillary is who she actually is, the Brahmin blue blood from Boston.
6: Right. Her paternal grandfather, David Thomas, is an American with roots in the country that predate the American Revolution, and her grandmother, Mary Lou Artman, who is from Nebraska. Her brother is named Jeremy Hayward Thomas. So, (laughs) meanwhile, her kids...
1: um, Have very waspy names, I assume, because she's a Brahmin from Boston who married an Irish guy. Her kids
6: are Raphael, Leonardo... All right, Romeo.
1: Is that Irish or English, Romeo?
6: Um, I think that's from their Irish heritage. I think I want to say, and um, and Eduardo, Eduardo. Oh, nothing- and and their daughter Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> nothing wrong
1: with, I. It, it,
6: They're good names. They are I'm good names. With- Spain is beautiful,
1: <laughs> and it's wonderful, and it's produced a lot of lovely and great people. She's just not one of them. And, um, and, and uh, you know, I got to believe that, he's been li- that she's been lying to him. I have to believe that. My
4: wife's on the phone with her hairdresser or a friend. She's like, really? Okay, I can't wait to see you. That's going to be great. Fantastic. What time? 12 o'clock? My wife is from Spain. Mm-hmm. And she said, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. I don't mean to be racist when I put that accent on there, by the way.
1: No, you're a good uh, liberal. You don't have to worry about being called up. The-
6: it's just remarkable. <laughs> she's from Spain. How do people do this? Oh, that's okay. Yep. Yeah. And now they must have friends at the New York Times. Alec must have called in a favor at the New York Times newsroom because their style section had this huge puff piece on how, you know, people are being so mean to her online right now over this, and how yes. like she can define her own story. And
1: this story is huge. It's supposed to be about eighty-four inches. It is
6: huge. It's so in long. what doesn't
1: need to be a long story, and I don't do mm-hmm. any real pull quotes from it because there's nothing. There's no defense, explanation, or apology in the story.
6: Oh, no. There's no defense. She's purely trying to understand why people would attack her like this. She's willing. Over her her life story. And, I mean, it's incredible. So, her not only does a talent organization that represents her, Creative Artist Agency, say she was born in Majorca. um, She has been in... Hola magazine a bunch of times and they say she's born in Spain and she claims that she um, didn't know that they claimed she was born in Spain because she doesn't read any articles about herself that's what she said she, I didn't realize that's why she didn't correct them and um, and they just must have written a rushed sloppy biography that's where the misconceptions <laughs> came from so she's apparently she's saying she never told anyone she was born in Spain Um, their five children are blonde She says, it says in the article, um, she didn't include her parents' names in her wedding announcements. Um, and let's see, there are, um, there, they go on. It's, they, she attacks the people who pointed out online that she's not Spanish. She says that I, I feel like I've spent 10 years sharing my story over and over and it seems like it's not enough, that there is (laughs) some kind of confusion here, um, and she says as much as she loves Spain, it was not a topic that she wanted to discuss publicly because doing so threatened to intrude upon her parents' privacy. Um, Spain is a country long That's
1: long- usually what a bride says, you know, the, mm-hmm. how a bride handles having her parents at the most, you know, the biggest day of the year yeah, of her life, I mean.
6: Uh, She first visited Spain with her parents when she was a baby and went at least yearly thereafter. She declined to explain in detail how frequently they traveled there or how long they stayed. I think it would be maddening to do such a tight timeline of everything. You know, sometimes there was school involved. Sometimes it was vacation. It was such a mix. Mishmash. Is that the right word? Like a mix of different things, she says to the New York Times. When they were home in Boston, the family spoke Spanish and cooked Spanish food. Family friends from Spain would often live with them for extended stays when visiting the United States. When we weren't in Spain, we brought Spain into our home, she said. (laughs) Her brother Jeremy moved to Mallorca in the Mediterranean, and her parents moved there as well in 2011. These experiences explain why Spanish language, culture, food, and traditional dance are so important to her identity, she said. And she and Mr. Baldwin are working to recreate this for their children. I send them to a bilingual school where they have Spanish in school, and I speak to them in Spanish at home. After the pandemic, they plan to spend more time with their children in Mallorca my family, this is where they've decided to spend their lives. She said, I guarantee they're going to live there and they are going to die there. That's their home.
1: She didn't think... So can you... So she's retroactively then going to take all the steps to morph
6: into a a Spaniard. Right. She said she didn't think referring to online posts as travel to Spain as going home was misleading.
1: No, not at all. (laughs) When people say home, they usually mean away. (laughs) No, yeah.
6: I don't understand
1: how mm-hmm. you could be thrown off by that. I mean, home this has
6: been too- a part of my whole life. I can't make it go away just because some people don't understand it. See, we just don't understand her.
1: I mean, for some people, I mean, so, so I don't know. I, I assume this is part of wanting to be special. More better, interesting. Much more interesting than you are. Um, and more exotic and it just comes from, you know, being a girl from Boston is, you know, Boston girls may also have a bad name because of the, like the, the, the rest of the country sees depictions of these girls from Southie generally, mm-hmm. you know, getting in bar fights. But, um, but this is, this is just an affectation. This is an accessory that she's taking all this <laughs> stuff on. I mean, the part of me like, is jealous. That, you, that you're just allowed to do this. I mean, I once tried to use my own middle name as my first name in a bar because my first name wasn't working and picking up any women <laughs> for the entire 90s. And I felt like a jerk about doing that. And I also stumbled over it. I was like, my name's Wheaton. I, uh, I, 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 it, it's got to be a lot of th- things to keep together, though. If, if you're going to live an entire life with this history...
6: Right. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, and assuming a whole cultural identity, that's like a lot to know about the other culture and everything.
1: When you're with a Spanish woman on Spanish television, pretending <laughs> that you can't remember an English word for something because you're so Spanish, <laughs> that is remarkable. That is remarkable. So let's go through a couple of these. Uh, well, I don't know. The, the, the time story is really good, though. I don't know. I'm having I'm, I'm at an impasse here. Um, I just want to play Klobuchar. This is Klobuchar again. We just played a little bit of it. The, the Culinary Workers Union in Las Vegas in a group full of um, Hispanic women, Latinx women, uh, whatever it's called. And and, uh, and you can see the video. You can, she, Klobuchar, she's always been shameless, but does her best to let them know that
5: she's them. You know? So let me tell you first about me. My name is Amy. uh, And uh, when when I was took uh, Spanish in fourth grade, my name was Elena. Uh, They gave me the name, uh, um, me llamo Elena. Uh, So let me tell you first about me. My name is Amy. uh, And uh, when when I was took uh, Spanish in fourth grade, my name was Elena. Uh, They gave me the name Milamo Alena because I couldn't roll my R's very, very well. And so it was E-L-E-N-A. And I am just, first, my story is this. Um, I stand on the shoulders of immigrants uh, myself. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, what if you're one of those people? Working for a living, your union has dragged you out to see this like (laughs) fifth tier candidate, you you know, pander to you, and she starts right in with the, I'm also Hispanic, by the way, (laughs) just so you know, because I went to in my school that you can't afford. I went, I had a Spanish class where I where we got to pretend to be like (laughs) you for a little bit, so I know the feeling, the struggles as well, how it is to be you. We did that (laughs) back in high school.
6: Jesus. Uh, yeah. And she's doing the like speaking very loudly and clearly thing, which is so uncomfortable. I couldn't roll my R's very well. Do you see what I mean? They let me be Elena. Like, oh my God. So gosh. I check out,
1: just so you know, more than Kamala does and more than Pete Buttigieg does and all the others that you're going to hear from soon. I check out. Like me more. Elena, I can't roll my R's. I'm cutely flawed. <laughs> oh, my God.
6: These uh, people, these so, people. And I thought about this what, even like during the Liz Warren Native American stuff when she had mm-hmm. to pretend to be Native American. Um, when I was in fourth grade, it was the first time – I took standardized tests because before that I went to a Waldorf school and they were fluffy and they didn't do standardized tests. um,
1: That's part of the 1570 project, the Waldorf school. (laughs)
6: Absolutely. (laughs) So, so that was my first standardized test in fourth grade. And you have to fill out a part where it says like, how would you describe your race or ethnicity? And I put other because I was, my dad was Serbian and I, I knew for sure that my mom's parents definitely didn't think he was white, so I assumed... What? My dad is Serbian. My uh, My mom's parents didn't think my dad was white.
1: They didn't think he was white?
6: No. Isn't he very white? I, I mean, doesn't... he's Eastern European Yes. Though, so that's that was not... In... They didn't
1: think he was good white?
6: No. Yeah, they didn't, okay. They it was, Wow. It was like very... Point?
1: Trashing your grandparents out. No, they're... How how worn is that? My grandparents were
6: great, but they... Serbia was not in their definition of whiteness. Okay, it was more of a WASPY thing. Um, I
1: don't know that world <laughs> of, the, of the gentry and uh, Brahmin culturality. My grandparents
6: were great, and they were very liberal Democrats. Um, and who voted for? Who voted for? In two thousand eight. Um. In two thousand eight, they voted for Obama.
1: There you go. Okay. Yeah. I'm just helping you with the damage control. I don't it It's not. Okay, no. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Keep going.
6: Um. So anyway, so I checked the box that said I was other, and I wrote in Serbian slash American on the box. And then by like a year later, I had decided that actually I probably was pretty much white, so I started to yeah. fill in the white bubble. By the time I was like 11, I had realized that, that it really wasn't meant for me, the other Box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't meant for you. It could have been. Advantageous. That, that wasn't
6: like the information they well, were looking for. It, really, it, it was could what... have
1: been advantageous. Alice. So, you could be the senior senator of Massachusetts.
4: Warren came under fire in 2012 for claiming, without any proof, to have Native American heritage.
3: From 1986 to 1995, she listed herself as a minority in the Association of American Law Schools directory. In fact, when Warren was a Harvard law professor, the university was criticized for not having enough diversity on the faculty. So the school defended itself
1: by touting Warren's lineage. <laughs> the best thing is, and this is where we get to, I mean, the, she obviously used it for to gain advantage.
6: I mean, she wrote she, in American Indian on her like bar application when right, she was which, like 35.
1: Which, which was found out years later after after 2012, after yeah. she won the election. Um, but at, at the time, in back to the theme of progressives never have to apologize, yeah. at the time, Reporters in Boston asked her point blank, what the hell's up with that? And notice how much respect she has for the viewer, reader, and listener Mm -hmm. in the way that she thoughtfully answers the question.
0: Elizabeth, can you put this issue to bed and tell us whether or not you are, in
7: fact, a member of a minority group? So... I, uh, middle class families are getting hammered. I've been out talking to people about this all
1: across the commonwealth. And what they- Did she dramatically misunderstand the question?
6: <laughs> well, I think the reporter did ask about uh, the state of middle class families. Right.
1: <laughs> and then I'm gonna mumble <laughs> another question to myself. Just put that aside.
7: ...care about our, what Washington is going to do about that. My Republican opponent—he voted to double the interest rates. Members of the Cherokee Nation want to know. They—they say you should come clean.
1: Right. So let's address (laughs) the Cherokee Nation now, please. They're asking you. These are the people who you say you love. That these are the people you say you're one of.
7: I have made the facts clear and what i'm trying to do is talk about in this senate race what matters to america's families what matters to the families of the commonwealth of massachusetts my job in this campaign to talk about those issues well, why did this is what
5: matters minority. to the families and 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 then stop i i can't stop her when she's in this in the in the sequence i why did you claim you were a minority and then stop? Oh, I have told you.
0: I
7: have answered these questions. <laughs> I am going to talk about what's happening to America's families.
5: That
1: other reporter was Andy Hiller. Mm-hmm. And they essentially shushed the campaign, shushed Charmin Zucchetti and said, Andy, do you have a question? And he said, I can't stop now. She's There's there's a sequence happening. There's a pinging going on here. and yeah. I can't just answer. Um, and, and the best thing about that was then Hillary Chabot asked Liz Warren if she had a, a, a represented herself as a Native American, Hillary Shibov of the Boston Herald.
6: Who broke this whole story originally, right?
1: Said, well, is this the only time? Did you only pretend you were a Native American? Well, in the cookbook and <laughs> and, and, and in Harvard?
7: And in terms of other
1: applications or for college or for any other job, did you ever... I did. Not that I recall.
6: Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know.
1: I mean, sometimes I... Do, I mean, you never... It's such a... Um, it, who's the, the um, Virginia governor? Uh, Northam. Yeah, it's such a Northam thing. Did you ever dress in blackface as a cansman on other occasions? Not that I recall. Well, Jesus! <laughs> I mean, which means it was either A, so routine, or two, you do recall.
6: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can answer the question with confidence about whether or not I have ever worn blackface in any context. Right. You don't... I- I know that so you, I never have, because so you, that's not something that's in my repertoire of right. things that I do.
1: So you recall not wearing it?
6: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. I also <laughs> recall not wearing it. Um, but, uh, but so this is your, so here's Hilary Chabot at the time. I, the arrogance of these people. Here's Hilary Chabot at the time. This is what we just played. Listen to the question. Listen to the background noise.
7: And in terms of other applications or for college or for any other job, did you ever I Not that I recall.
1: Not too loud. doesn't seem like it's normal humdrum street noise.
7: Mm-hmm. I misheard a question at a very noisy press conference.
1: She misheard the question oh. at a very noisy press conference. That's gone now. I <laughs> miss- It was really noisy. I mean, the, unfortunately, the people, the invited press were really noisy. Not me. <laughs> it's just wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. And the best thing is, too, when Warren... Trump during his administra- administration remember there was a, a there was a native american group there mm-hmm. and Trump got along with these guys and he started calling her Pocahontas during, with this group yeah which obviously may not have been the most tactful mm-hmm. thing yeah. to do but she then takes that occasion to not, to step right past her own problematic past and go after him for doing an injustice to uh, indigenous people. It is
7: deeply unfortunate that the president of the United States cannot even make it through a ceremony honoring these heroes without having to throw out a racial slur. Look, Donald Trump does this over and over thinking somehow he's going to shut me up with it. It hadn't worked in the past. It is not going to work in the future.
1: First of all, however crude, whatever you're calling her Pocahontas is, it's not a slur. No, it's people, not a slur, Pocahontas
6: like... is a historical figure. Yes, who's respected.
1: <laughs> the problem is Liz Warren is pretending.
6: <laughs> I know.
1: To be sisters in arms with Yeah, Poca-
6: and didn't the DNC this year have her? Uh, Address the Native American caucus they, or whatever. To- yes,
1: they had her in front of as many as many groups as they possibly could. Um, to his um, to his credit, um, Trevor Noah actually actually managed to condemn at the time. I know that this isn't uh, four years ago, but um, but uh, I just want to play this because Trevor Nor- Lawrence, Lawrence Trevor Noah is a good liberal, so this must mm-hmm. have been tough for him. But this is as as sharp as a rebuke got, where really she should have been canceled according to the rules of cancel culture. The way Warren
3: tells the story is that it's been part of her family law for decades, that they have some Native American ancestry. And uh, while listing it in the law school directory might have hypothetically uh, helped her career, there's no hard evidence that Warren used it to get any jobs. Though it's not like she got no benefits out of it. In 1984, Elizabeth Warren contributed recipes to a Native American cookbook called Pow Wow Chow, claiming she was Cherokee. Wow, okay. Uh, If you're contributing recipes to a book called Pow Wow Chow, you better be comfortable in your Native American identity. (laughs) The problem is, in 2012, the New England Historical Genealogical Society looked into it and they found no proof of Warren having Native American lineage, which is problematic. And, and look, I mean, it's not like she's committed a crime, right, I mean, lots of white families from Oklahoma think they have some Native American blood. Uh, it's one of those things people both genuinely believe and also don't question enough. Because let's face it, being part Native American is cool, right, It's just but just part Native American. Like enough that you're interesting at a party, but not so much that they build a pipeline through your house, you know what I mean? <laughs> just enough. But still, like, Elizabeth Warren did something problematic, right? The kind of thing that we rightfully call each other out for every single day.
1: That was the, a rare rebuke.
6: Yeah. From that anybody. a moment of honesty. And it's, it is funny that Liz Warren skates on this all the time. And... Um, Charlemagne the God called her out too, if you remember. Oh right, called her Rachel Dolezal. right, and she uh, didn't actually. have any answers for him really either. But it's so it's so interesting that liberals are like on the lookout for these microaggressions and secret racism and all this stuff. And after school mascots, they're so upset that you would have a school mascot. But again, with them, everything is projection. With them. They're the ones who, like, weirdly fetishize being exotic foreign cultures so much that they need to pretend to be them in their spare time. Like, I mean, Liz Warren just wrote it down on a few forms saying that she was Native American. Hilaria Baldwin really put a lot of effort into her Spanish cosplay that she's been doing now for 10 years. I mean, she left her parents off her wedding announcements.
1: (laughs) By the way, how do you how do you even... The New York Times has been taken over by woke uh, jihadis, essentially. Right? How are they okay with this? How are they okay with this woman of incredible privilege getting this kind of treatment?
6: Right. She's been taking up space in Ola magazine,
5: <laughs> right,
6: for years that rightfully belongs to Latina women. Right. Like, I mean, where's where are all the where's Eva Longoria on this and AOC and all these people that are supposed to be fighting the fight here because it's sort of... It's more than sort of. It's completely insane and ridiculous. You know, it's... I like Mediterranean culture as much as the next person. They have great food. Spanish people have great culture and dancing and amazing old buildings and fun history. But I'm not dyeing my hair black and (laughs) raising my children thinking that they're Spanish. I mean, come on. It's just it's so bizarre i don't understand why they have to take it this far
1: and you know what's funny is that adam uh, uh, sorry alec baldwin felt so comfortable feeling you know now feeling that he now had license to make ethnic jokes and play on ethnic stereotypes because he was married to get a hall pass because he was
4: married to uh, his wife's from spain my wife's on the phone with her hairdresser or a friend she's like really okay i can't wait to see you that's going to be great fantastic what time 12 o'clock my wife is from spain Mm -hmm. and she said blah 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 and blah blah blah. i don't mean to be racist when i put that accent on there by the way (laughs) but i'm not of course because i'm married to a latina Mm
1: -hmm. hispanic woman so you know right?
6: and she's like but i told him i'm from boston that's one of the first things i told him well you can be from boston like Right. And also be Spanish. Like There's you... lots of Spanish, actual Spanish people living in the Boston area. So he might think that you lived in the Boston area, but you were Spanish, which you're not at all remotely. Oh, <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> I have to. So I insane. have to
1: admit something else. Mm-hmm. 1989. Mm-hmm. I um, no, no, sorry what year it was okay it was 1989 or 1990 mm-hmm. i uh culturally appropriated a, the personality of a frenchman to um in harvard square to to at the old um what's the mexican restaurant there
6: um border uh, cafe yeah
1: the old or, or this might have been unos i don't know but i pretended that i was uh, from france mm-hmm. and tried to use that to order beer.
6: So you I didn't understand, French, like, ID laws in America I had taken, r- Exactly. French. I don't know.
1: But, what do I know? You know but I was speaking, <laughs> I had taken French one for three years, three years in a row, which you know. And so I had a mastery of very simple sentences, you know, like un bia or whatever it was. Was I, I knew it then. And so – um, at this Uno's, and I had two friends with me, of course, who mm-hmm. were just like staying mum about the whole thing. They're embarrassed as hell. We had already, obviously, uh, had a couple of beers, um, and um, I think John may be one of these one of the guys with me. But mm-hmm. but anyway, so the waitress is like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't understand you." And I was doing, I was confident as hell at the <laughs> moment because I was acting like somebody else, not me. And the person I was making up was a bet was better and more suave than I was. You know what? I was I'm hilarious. I was hilarious at that moment. <laughs> And, of course, this is Harvard Square, and, you know, the place is packed with college students working there, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So how hard do you think it was for them to find somebody who spoke French? <laughs> and that's it. She said, oh, my – oh, you know what? I'll be right back. Gilbert speaks French. <laughs> there she goes. And up comes Gilbert, and I'm like – I hiked the hell out of there. Like, Jesus. But, you know what? I apologize. I, you know what? Ask me uh, to explain myself to the French people, Alice.
6: Explain yourself to the French people, Tom. The middle
1: class is getting pounded, and that's what the American (laughs) people care about right now at this moment. And I'm not going to sit here and use distractions and allow you to do the bidding, by the way, of political opportunists. I
6: see. I, I too, apologize for using the other bubble on my standardized test in fourth grade.
1: Do you have a – you don't have a copy of that, do you? No. I would like to use your appropriation for some merch. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) <sighs> <sighs> All right, so another thing I want to get to, and we're going to uh, pivot here for a second. You know, I'm on with, uh, well, I was on with, today is the day I also did the Todd Feinberg show at WTIC in Connecticut. So um, I, there's a story in Connecticut where the police shot somebody. They shot, this guy was in a neighborhood. They shot and killed him. The G- guy was in a neighborhood. He had a long gun, looked like a machine gun, but it was a big long gun and mm-hmm. a pistol. He was running around this neighborhood, waving the gun around, acting crazy. A bunch of people called 911 and they went and uh, they went and converged on this guy. So the cops, um, the cops, you know, go in there pleading with this guy and they say, hey, put the gun down, put the gun down. They've got their guns drawn as well because it's a really volatile situ- situation situation. Put your gun down, put your gun down, put your gun down, put the gun down, put the gun down, put gun down, put, put it down. And they're pleading with this guy. And he said something's wrong with the guy. He's saying, no, 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 I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. Well, it, it, it culminates with the, them shooting this guy. He was eventually mm-hmm. by a dumpster. He allegedly aimed a gun at one of the cops, kept aiming it at, them, at one of the yep. cops. And a female officer shot him and killed him. So... That's
6: interesting, because actually female officers do shoot more people well, than male officers do.
1: Well, this one, um, I mean, the cops did... This is incredible to me. This story, just because the the, the body, body cams are now mm-hmm. released. Right. And so you can hear them. So I'm going to play a little bit of this. And this is intense stuff. Um, this is when the police arrive, and they're out, and they're chasing him. Mm-hmm. Now, he's... Saying three things when they say "put the gun down, put the gun down," he's saying either "bleep you," or "no, no," or um, at point he says "bleep you, shoot me," or "I ain't dropping bleep." When they say to drop the gun, okay. So the guy, it's a tense situation, but they don't want to shoot the guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Put it down. Shoot.
2: He went behind the, guys, behind the house. Hey, he went behind the house. I don't have visual on him, guys. He's gonna pop out near you. He's over there, bro.
1: Joe, I'm on your right. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm on your right. So the P- cops are worried. they they've got this guy. He's moving around the neighborhood. Yeah. They keep moving around. They're trying to coordinate so they don't shoot each other as well. Right. Because hey. there's a lot of stuff moving parts now. This is at night. Put mm-hmm. it down! Put it down! Put it down, bro! Nobody has to get hurt tonight. Put it down.
2: Put it down. Chris, I got nothing there. I got him. Put it down, guy. Just drop it. Drop it. Just drop it. I don't see a magazine in it, but I don't know if that's.
1: Which is even, you know, more tense. They don't. Yeah. The guys got the rifle. They don't see a magazine. They don't know. Maybe there is a magazine. Maybe guns are in the the bolt yeah. in the chamber. Who the hell knows? Put it down. He went behind the house.
2: He's he me. He's saying
1: shoot me, man! But he's aiming at them still, and he's. St- but at the same mm-hmm. time, he's also trying to escape at times. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to be apprehended. It's very obvious.
2: In the house, I don't have visual on him. Guys, he's gonna pop out near you. He's over there, bro. Yeah. Joe, I'm on your right. I'm on your right. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down, bro. Nobody has to get hurt tonight. Put it down. Put it down. Chris, I got nothing, man. I got him. Put it down, guy. Just drop it. Drop it. Just drop it. I don't see a magazine in it, but I don't know if that's Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Just put it down. Put it down. Put it down, guy. There's no reason for this. Put it down.
1: Put it down. Put it down. down. So what are these guys to do? He, guy's walking Mm -hmm. around. He's moving around through the neighborhood, turning around. He's not Mm -hmm. putting his guns down. He's saying, shoot me. They don't, obviously, you can hear from them.
6: They desperately want the guy. Right. I'm not, sure to, every police department in the country has been holding their breath, trying not to be the next police department to shoot somebody. Well, right, and I think they probably see that this guy's not, not okay. well. Right, not, not well. Back but to I the mean,
2: front, guys coming towards you. you, don't get don't get crossfire. Watch the crossfires. No, going towards the back again.
1: Running again over the fence. Yep, 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 yep. he hopped it. He hopped it. The guy hops right, the he fence. It. He's running. And at some him. point. They lose him. So now they've lost this guy in the neighborhood,
6: running around, with running the guns.
1: around with the machine guns. You know, there are the, the whole area is not locked down. Mm-hmm. You know, there this, this this is a this is a problem now. I'm
2: gonna hop behind you. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah. Good, right? okay.
1: you're good, right?
2: You might have hopped. I don't know if he hopped up. Let
3: me know if he popped
2: out. Watch the heights. Watch your height. Watch thing? your high.
7: Blackmail with a rifle. Brown rifle. Um we got
1: to set up a perimeter please. Hey, drop the gun. Drop it. Incredible. One, yeah. uh, at some point now he tosses one of the guns out, uh, away. Move up, move up.
2: Guys,
1: watch your fire. There's a lot of guys out there.
2: Watch your cover. Put he uh, put the rifle down. No, he's got the he put the handgun down. He just drop put it, the guys. Gun, He's got the rifle still. So. Drop it. Put it down. Hey, move up to the next car. Move up to the next car. Ready? You got me? Yeah, go. Yeah.
6: Hey, put it down! Put it down! So, I have a question, though, because what do people who want to defund the police... Think that a therapist is going to be able right. to do well, this situation?
1: Let's have let's let's go to that in a moment. I just want to. This is how it finishes up. This yeah. guy then has runs into a parking lot mm-hmm. and uh, is hiding behind the dumpster. Right. And they are then advancing almost car by car mm-hmm. under, to try to get closer to him. You put it down, Joe. What are we doing with this? He's pointing down! this gun a lot at us. Oh,
2: wait.
1: That dog, I assume, is a police dog. I don't know. It's just yeah. a dog in the neighborhood. I don't know. Put it down! Put it down!
3: He's down.
2: He's, down.
1: He's down. So that's the that's the officer that is Ashley Martinez who mm-hmm. shot him. You can see in the video she's also. She's got her own body cam with mm-hmm. her own with her own audio.
6: Please drop the gun. Please drop.
1: She at one point says, please drop the gun, baby. She's trying to be nice. soothing to him. Mm-hmm. she's trying to the gun. You can see when the guy then is waving the gun around, she's like you can almost feel her saying Christ and pulls her rifle up.
6: Please drop the gun. Down the gun! Oh no, but shoot! It. It
3: He's pointing it.
1: it! And that was that. Yeah. They were like there for like eight minutes or something.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Can you imagine that being your occupation?
6: It's a pretty stressful job, I would say.
1: Jesus. And like so far I mean it looks like the, the the DA is behind them and the DA released this yeah this this footage which is good you know there is one uh there is a uh there is a, a community activist um who's still asking questions I
2: want to see whether the gun is actually pointing at the officer that's going to be an important
1: thing So I looked at this thing closely and I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't see what she was mm-hmm. seeing that, that close Because it's dark, you said, right? It's dark, and her body camera was, she was not very close to him.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Or her, she, you know, she was, it seemed to me like 20 yards away, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not that far away. I don't know. I don't want to say anything wrong. But Jesus, what a job. That's your night. You know, the mm-hmm. crime is spiked in Hartford. That's your night where all of you guys go out there full adrenaline. Any yeah. of you at any time could get shot by this guy and killed. Or
6: by one of your coworkers. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> and, and killed. And that's your occupation. Mm-hmm. And then now uh, she's on, she's been put on leave, which is probably standard, I assume. Yeah. Um, and to, I mean, who knows? So far this has not turned into a thing.
7: Mm-hmm. It is
1: tragic. The, the guy, by my non-professional, you know, mm-hmm. uh, opinion, the guy is...
6: Not well. Yeah,
1: not well, obviously. You got to feel bad for his family, who, you know, in mm-hmm. in the in tragic, it's terrible that it ever has to happen. But, like, back to the conversation that, of defunding the police, et cetera, who is going to do that job? Yeah. Who goes in there?
6: Yeah. I mean, I guess the alternative is you can just let him run around the neighborhood until he's tired of doing it or shoot somebody else who's totally innocent of anything to do with it, right? Like that's the alternative. Somebody has to go in there and try and get him to put down the gun, and then if he doesn't, then what? Right? Then what? No, I, so I, you I... negotiate with them and then he doesn't want to put down the gun and he keeps pointing it at you until what? What's the what's the solution? To no, this dilemma? right.
1: And that's what I want to that's what I want to know. What's the more training that you can have? These officers were, st- were standing there with the guns being waved at them right. for a hell of a long time, doing everything in their po- power.
6: Right. And so is the answer going to be like, oh, well, we should fund more mental health services beforehand to make sure that it never gets to that point. Like, well, okay. But now that he's out there with the rifle, waving it around at people, what what do we do then as a society? Yeah, it's crazy. Because, I mean, I'm skeptical of over-policing, as I Uh think you are, too. Like, we're not these type of people that want the cops out here writing tickets and stopping people for every stupid little thing. You know, we used to live in a town where people would complain that there weren't— First of all, they all have Black Lives Matter signs in their yards, and probably, I assume, they all want to defund the police now, but— they sure were big on calling the police uh, for like people breaking the speed limit or driving through crosswalks or you know making too much noise at night or whatever else. They were big on calling the police on their neighbors, but but not so much, um, not so much. You know that that it interfered with their Black Lives Matter activism. You know, right? So, so what do they want to do? What do those people want to do when they feel that people go through fat too fast through crosswalks? Who do they want to call instead? Do the mental health workers have to do that too? I no, don't get it. Like...
1: <laughs> that's what's so t- t- aggravating about this year is that all context is taken out and it's, we simply judge by a single snapshot. Right. And it, nobody has an answer whatsoever. We, we want to reimagine policing? Well, okay. Can you just draw that out for me exactly? Storyboard that for us exactly. Mm-hmm. So reimagine what these guys were supposed to do. Yeah i think that there's almost a complete consensus that having your knee on top of george floyd's head was what not to do
6: right i mean that seems like the, not a great right. way to handle this and that there were
1: would have been other other um options available mm-hmm. now you know i, I certainly think that um uh, that probably cops like pr- these guys should probably I, I i'm speaking out of school here but i'm going to anyway but I would think that anybody involved in this thing that night should be rotated to, to another shift, crosswalk, whatever, for a little bit. That was combat that these guys were in. Yeah, I mean, you you can't do that night after night, and not have it get to you. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe that's one of the things where cops see too much action, and you know, it can be it can dehumanize right. aspects of the job where you know they're dealing constantly. What they're seeing a lot of times are threats to their life, and not people in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. not people with personalities. Just a threat to their lives, and they've got to have some of that. Some of that you need to have because when you do a, a traffic stop, you pull somebody over on the highway. There's a chance when you say license and registration that they're going to shoot you right there. Right. So I mean, I, it is such a it's such a a um, a hard one. It, it's just a. Uh, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. It's just a... It's a... It's a... It's very difficult, is what I'm saying. It's very difficult. hmm It was so much more fun talking about Hillary. I have to say. What are the two things? Oh, a couple things I want to get to. Back to Connecticut again. Are, um... This is the Connecticut Post... Uh, like the I Voted sticker, COVID vaccine, vaccination pin aims to boost civic pride. Would you wear it? Efforts to raise awareness of how many people in Connecticut are getting a COVID-19 vaccine could meet with resistance from individuals concerned about facing criticism for their choice, according to a local law mm-hmm. professor. Um, the professor says that plans by the city of New Haven and at and to give out lapel pins to those who, who have received either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine is something of a double-edged sword. <laughs> isn't that funny in some yeah. ways it's the equivalent of the i voted sticker and that it helps boost civic pride at the same time i understand that people might be afraid to wear the pin because of any criticism they may get from individuals who are anti-vaccine also mm-hmm. it's even more complicated because what if tom shattuck walks around with an i've been vaccinated thing mm-hmm. and tom shattuck as we know is um, intersectionally a lot like Hilaria Baldwin, <laughs> um, and has done nothing to deserve uh, in the in the twenty twenty rules a vaccine before anybody else. The dogs are fighting. Our, I think. Our, I think our our
6: dog is out there.
1: I think they're. I think Jimmy's out there is too. He? Okay, I think so.
6: Hopefully, hopefully
1: our dog's fighting the neighbor's dog. If you <laughs> want to know? Um,
6: yeah. So. This is like the same thing you saw with our Congress people, right, from across the country, is people were mad that they were getting the vaccine first, even though a month before everyone was mad at them that they weren't going to take the vaccine to show how safe it was. So, you know, I don't know if we're going to be mad at somebody. I mean, Kamala Harris was telling people before the election that she wouldn't take the Trump vaccine because yes. She didn't think it was safe, so now she's got the Trump vaccine. So, to show that it's safe and effective, so maybe her saying that Trump's vaccine was rushed and unsafe was just dare we say it, uh, for political reasons Alice, to make him look bad before the election. I don't
1: like that, I don't um, like that whatsoever. I have one
6: other uh, news item regarding the vaccinations as well. This is m- a minor point, but um, so it. Are you familiar with Jennifer Bendery from HuffPost? No. She's a reporter from HuffPost. She's on Twitter, and um, she's you. We've discussed our SAT scores on the show, have we not? Mm-hmm. So you're not necessarily like a math whiz. No. But um,
1: not a whiz. Uh,
6: but let's see if you can um, if you can keep up with Jennifer Bendery's math here. She says. It's not true that millions of Americans have been vaccinated, which Pence surely knows. Roughly 2.1 million people have been vaccinated so far, per the CDC.
1: (laughs) To her defense, Alice, she was meaning to slam them because they're behind schedule. So uh, let the record show. You know, somebody, I thought Pence, didn't they say that there would be 20 million
6: yeah, and they're going to have sent out 20 million by the end of the year. But, but the you know, Pence isn't going to personally jab 20 million people by the end of the year. But, yeah, so he lied. He said millions, and it's 2.1 million.
1: No wonder why the uh, cast of Hamilton yelled at him. <laughs> They knew before any of us. Cast of Hamilton, by the way, Lin-Manuel, uh, what's his last name? Miranda. Amanda. He is of Hispanic descent for real, right? He's mm-hmm. not from Boston. No, he's okay, not. Okay,
6: good. <laughs> Uh, Thank you all for listening to the Burn Barrel Podcast. Um, You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Podcast. Or sorry, at Burn Barrel Pod. Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Parler at Burn Barrel Podcast. You can send us an email. Podcast at gmail.com. You can go to our YouTube channel and watch videos of the podcast there. You can like, comment, subscribe, all those good things. C'est
3: la